When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Golf Unfiltered Podcast is brought to you by our friends over at Coghill Golf and Country Club, who we are happy and proud to partner with once again this year. Coghill features 72 holes of championship golf, including the world-famous Dubs Dread. They have a completely renovated practice area and driving range. It's essentially an academy that you can go and spend not only the day improving your game, but at night they've got lights now and two bars as well as a food truck to spend some quality time with some friends and family. They've been doing it this way since 1927, folks. Go out to coghillgolf.com to learn more. We're also brought to you by our friends over at Sharp Focus Nutrition. Let's face it, when you go out and play golf, you probably don't eat and drink very well. Well, a couple hot dogs, a few beers, yeah, we get it. Sharp Focus Nutrition replaces all of that with a systematic way to not only stay replenished throughout your round, but to also improve your game in doing so. Go out to sharpfocusnutrition.com to learn about their system. Let them know that we sent you. Pick up a system right now, sharpfocusnutrition.com. Welcome to the Golf Unfiltered Podcast, your source for all things golf, including in-depth interviews, new equipment highlights, and answers to golf questions you might be too afraid to ask. My goal? To help you learn more about the game so you can enjoy it even more. Let's dive in. All right, everyone, welcome back to the Golf and Filtered Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Adam from golfandfiltered.com. And joining me again is my co-host, Nikki Dunnigan. Nikki, it's always good to see you. Hey, hey, how's it going? <laughs> good, very good. And we've got a very special guest today. You may notice Chad Mum. He is the uh, producer and executive producer from the highly anticipated Netflix series, Full Swing, coming out very soon. Chad, you are on location. Where are you right now? This is uh, beautiful Torrey Pines behind me. So I'm standing uh, just behind or next to the 18th fairway doing a podcast on top of a uh, sprinkler one of those toro sprinkler system you know th- control things so <laughs> i feel like that's fitting for for the for, for this show and kind of a good microcosm of my last year so <laughs> excellent excellent well thank you so much for coming on we've got a ton of questions we're going to just really grill you right now chad but actually okay, no, love we it. are super <laughs> we're super excited uh for this like I said, highly anticipated series. And uh, I could tell you and Nikki could tell you how excited we are to see this. How excited are you for the world to finally see your work? It, it is. I, it's almost an indescribable feeling of anticipation and excitement, a little bit of nerves, too. You know, you pour your heart into something like this over so much time. You know, our, our we had such a big team working on this show over the last year. And then I you know, personally have been kind of working away at this project for almost half a decade now, uh, just piecing it together and, and putting the deals together to get it done. And so it's surreal that it's finally ready to be shared. Uh, and also kind of surreal that I'm like back on site at a PGA Tour event, you know, doing this this podcast today. But I, I'm so excited. I'm so proud of what we made. Um, I'm so grateful for all the, the, like everybody who was involved from like the PGA Tour and all the majors and then the players and their agents and their families and their caddies and just, we, we were shocked at how much they opened the doors to us. And, mm. um, and I, I hope that everybody loves watching it as much as, you know, we love making it because it's, it's been a, a real labor of love. 
you know, so Nikki and I were talking a little bit uh, prior to this. Uh, the work that you've done already on shows like Breakpoint and others, and Nikki, you had even talked a little bit about, you know, some of the things that you're wondering we'll see in full swing. Uh, what were some of the things, Nikki, that we were just discussing? Yeah, I mean, we, well, for one, you know, I just finished watching all of Breakpoint and I thought it was comical how um, Sebastian Corda just um, had this like major breakthrough moment in the Australian Open. And um, I think he plays the quarterfinal today um, as we're recording this today. Um, and, you know, then you've got the Corda sisters who are, you know, golf phenomenons and, you know, um, I know this series is going to focus more on the men, but, you know, is that something we're going to see in the future? Is that, you know, do we see a little bit of them in this series? You know, like, um, is that something in the future we're going to see some crossover of, you know, you know, now, now uh, that's a great question. Like that. Yeah, it's an awesome question. Well, we're, you know, we're, I, I love working with the team at box to box, Paul Martin and James Scarice have been, been our partners on this golf show for the last year, year and a half. And, and it's, it's been amazing to learn from them. You know, they, they do Drive to Survive and Breakpoint and uh, Make or Break on Apple TV Plus, the surf show. And just like being able to get in their world and understand how they craft stories in, in sports and how it feels and looks different. I think they, they brought so much to the show. And it's been so fun to, to get to just work like hand in glove with some of the best creative people in the entire world. They, you know, they made my favorite movie of all time, which is Senna. I think it's probably my favorite movie. Mm-hmm regardless of, uh, you know, being a doc or not, it's just, it's brilliant. And, and it's been a dream to work with those guys. Um, yeah, I think it's a, it's a great question about, you know, we would love to just tell the story of pro golf, you know, right now, this last season we focused on, um, you know, the men's game. I think that the storylines, uh, in women's golf is just as rich and compelling and interesting. Um, you know, we, we got to get through this season first and, and get yeah. this show out there <laughs> in the world, but you know, we would, we'd love to, we'd love to explore that. I think that, you know, at the end of the day, like we're just telling stories about people and characters and, and the stakes they have in their, in their profession and their personal lives. And I think like, you know, it would be really special and cool to be able to expand the scope of that. Yeah. Now you've done obviously so many projects and a lot of sports documentaries, um, you know, uh, level, level playing field, mm-hmm. um, believe. And, um, but you've also done a lot on like a whole completely other realm, you know, yeah. um, Doughboys, you did the Explain series, which, yep. you know, is very, very different. Um, but <laughs> being, being a golf guy yourself, like, how was this one different for you being, you know, like a golf junkie, like we call ourselves a little bit here? Yeah. How was oh, this yeah. one different for you? Well, it's funny because in the last, over the last year, it's like, yeah, we premiered a, you know, we had two food shows come out on Hulu, including one that was like a survival cooking competition in the wilderness that, uh, you know, we had Best in Dough, like you mentioned, our pizza competition show. We had Mind Over Murder, which is like on HBO, one of the, I think one of the coolest, most ambitious sort of true crime shows ever made. And we're so proud of that. Uh, we have explained and a bunch of other things. And then, yeah, I get to do golf. It's, it's been, you know, at our studio, we really do a bunch of different kinds of shows and, you know, for the most part, nonfiction, but, um, but this golf project has been near and dear to my heart. You know, it's sort of, ever since I got to Hollywood, it's been sort of my dream project. Uh, you know, as, as we grew the studio, as, as I got more experience and we started to, you know, get a little credibility, like this project has always been top of mind for me. You know, I've, I've been a sport, a golf you know, golfer my whole life. I grew up playing the game. I played competitively as a junior and then, you know, went to college and got into media and then eventually into entertainment. And golf's like 
like as you guys are all you know like us we're golf nerds like it's just i i, I don't think i've ever had a day where i didn't think about golf in some capacity doesn't matter what i'm doing you know it could be on set on the food show whatever i'm still thinking about golf you know i'm the person who's standing in the hotel that you run into in new york city who's checking your backswing you know like in the in the <laughs> lobby or in the uh, elevator it's just it's been a part of my life my you know since i can remember and for me like to get a chance to to take the sport that I feel like has given me so much, like the game of golf has really just is, has been such a big part of my life and given me so much to be able to like give it back to that in some capacity. You know, I always dreamed about working in golf in some way. And, you know, obviously when I was a kid, I dreamed about being a player and playing on the PGA tour and, and to, to be able to come out and sort of bring something new to, to this world is it's a dream come true. And, you know, like the, the story of how the show came to be is, is it's a golf story at its heart. You know, we, we came up with this idea uh, playing golf in Las Vegas at Shadow Creek. It was my first time ever playing Shadow Creek. I was so excited to be there. And I was playing with some folks, Chris Wandell and the PGA Tours media team. And, you know, I, I'd been pitching them this idea, like for many years, every time I'd see him, I'd say, we should do like hard knocks for golf. We should just get in the, in, you know, inside the ropes of these guys and really tell their story. And, you know, the answer was always like, yeah, that'd be cool. But, you know, the timing's not right. And then right. we get to the first tee at Shadow and, and I'm, I could bring it back up again. I'm like, now's the time. This was before Drivers Revive had come out. So that wasn't a comp. But we're like, now's the time. And, and Jay Monahan had just become commissioner. And Chris was like, yeah, mm -hmm. I think it's the time. Let's do it. And by the end of that round, we had sort of sketched out what it could look like. And fast forward, you know, two months later, I'm at play the Players' Championship. And, you know, I'm we're, we're finalizing the deal. And then a month later, I'm at the Masters like, meeting agents for the first time. And, and then, you know the middle of the pandemic I'm on zooms with Augusta national and Brooks Kepka and you know, like it was just, it was a, it was awesome. It's sort of a, the whole experience has been like kind of a pinch me moment. Um, but you know, the, the year that we had, the stories that we had, the, the players themselves, they're all so, I mean, I'm a fan, you know, but mm -hmm. like what we've made and what they gave us and the, the kind of stories that we have that we, we were blessed with this year. It's like, you know, you could never watch a single, have never seen a single golf shot and, and be thrilled and entertained by the show just because the lifestyle, just the lifestyle component of being a professional golfer these days, it's like, it's cool. You know, they all have mm -hmm. cool style and they hang out with cool friends and, and they have interesting stories and, you know, they're all different in their own way, but they all have that same sort of like athlete mentality. And it's just, it's fun to see how they all kind of go about it differently. Um, mm. And then, you know, just to be at, you know, this is the year we had with, with the live disruption uh, happening in the middle of it. And then, and then just like the finishes at the majors, like we just had like the superstars that won this year and then Rory capping it off into our championship and the FedEx cup. I mean, it's like, I, if I was trying to write the script when we were pitching this Netflix and this was like season one, they would have been like, there's no way that would happen. It's just like, <laughs> they like make it more realistic, you know? So yeah, we were really lucky and it's been, it's been so much fun all year. You know, Chad, the, the moment I, in anticipation of this conversation, I was thinking about your reaction when Liv just erupted. Do you remember where you were? Like, what, what were you doing? Were you, like, in an elevator? Were you at dinner? Like, what happened at that moment? So there was, it was interesting because there was, like, if you remember, there was, there was multiple kind of, like, breaking points of that story. I think the, the, when we were at Genesis, it was, like, our, it was like our third week out on tour. Like, the first event we shot was, was Tory Pines last year. That was when, the first time we brought the cameras out. And we didn't, we really didn't know what we were doing yet. You know, we didn't know what kind of stories we were following. We had a general idea, but we were just like out here trying everything. I remember actually last night I was at, here at the hotel. I ran into some of the groundskeeping crew from Tory Pines and they're like, you filmed with us last year, you know? And I'm like, oh yeah, I remember that. Cause we were like, well, let's go see how a golf course gets set up. So we like woke up at four in the morning and went out and they stimped the greens and like, 
I was like, guys, I got bad news for you. That didn't make it. <laughs> you know, none of that no. stuff made it. But it was like, it was just, you know, we were learning. And then we went to the Waste Management, you know, WM Phoenix Open. And, and that was when it started to click. And we really had amazing access there. And that's such a great tournament to experience as a fan. And, and it's a great way into mm-hmm. the series. Um, and then I think it really started to get real at Genesis. So we we're in LA mm-hmm. and that was early in the week. And all of a sudden you started to hear this like chatter. And I remember distinctly being in the media center at Riviera, which is in, you know, this beautiful classic clubhouse. And all of a sudden it's like people start whispering to each other. And there was like this, all this speculation. And that was also like, and then like an hour later, the ship nut quote drops and then the whole thing just explodes, you know? And it was, yeah. So that just being the buzz in the media center during Riviera week, that was when it really hit. And then, you know, after that, it was quiet for a month or two and then, you know, started to drip back out around, um, you know, around the PGA championship. And then, you know, kind of, I felt like really came to a head at the U S open. That was like Mm -hmm. the week when it all really like hit and you had like everybody getting asked those questions and DJ had already gone and Sergio had gone and they're like all in the field and Phil's there. And it was like a very strange vibe. And one of the, one of the most interesting things about the live stuff, you know, besides the kind of like obvious macro drama of it was that like being out on the PGA tour and getting to know these players and kind of getting inside their worlds. Like you, it's a, it's like a traveling circus. There's like a Mm -hmm. real camaraderie that comes from being out here. All these players have like worked their whole lives to get here. There's sort of this like kismet feeling of like, Hey, we're all good at this. And we've all like worked hard. And there's just a feeling of like pride of being out there. And there's like, I wouldn't say everyone's like best friends, but generally like people are pretty nice to each other. And there's like a camaraderie kind of, see the same people week in and week out, you know, not just players, but like their caddies and the coaches, it's just kind of like a, like a road show, you know, it's just a new, the same thing, different town. And then we but after the live split, that whole dynamic changed, you know, and, and all of a sudden there's like, you know, you're not just like buddy, buddy, because there's like a fundamental disagreement about like the way things should move forward. And, and it changed the dynamic in the locker room, like pretty considerably. And then out there on the course. Uh, and, and it was, a, it was weird to see that in real time. And then also to, to kind of, realized that we were like witnessing this like sports moment not just a golf moment but like nothing like this has really ever happened in any pro sport like this Mm -hmm. and and you could just feel it like it's just the the energy changed you know kind of overnight and you you know i i hope and and i think you'll you'll really feel that in the show you know that the difference there and all of a sudden starts going in two different directions and then you also find you know you have golfers who aren't really known for being super outspoken like now have really strong opinions, you know, in, in yeah. either direction. And, and, you know, you couldn't really avoid it. Um, and we were, you know, we had like multiple people who we've been filming with all season who left to go to live and we just kept filming because you know, like they're, what we had said to them from the beginning was like, if it's important to you, it's important to us. Our job is to tell your story and to, to, you know, good or bad, follow it where it goes. And if they, if you're willing to let us keep going, we'll keep going with you. And, and that's like some of the most interesting stuff in the whole series. The Golf Unfiltered Podcast is brought to you by Mizuno Golf. We are proud to be partners with Mizuno Golf once again this season for 2023. They offer some of the best equipment that money could buy, and you already know the slogan, nothing feels like a Mizuno, and I can testify to that firsthand. I'll be playing their equipment all season long, and I'll be bringing content to you not only on GolfUnfiltered.com, but also on all of our social media channels at Golf Unfiltered. Go visit MizunoGolf.com right now to find out everything you need to know about their entire line of golf clubs. That's what I was wondering now, if, if you, sorry, Nick, real quick. Uh, I, that's yeah. what I was wondering if something like that happens or when something like that happens as a producer, you just continue to go with the flow. Like nothing really kind of shifted. You just kind of mentioned, Hey, keep it going. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, we, you know, we're here to be flies on the wall. You know, that's the the best version of this is like it feels like the cameras aren't even there. And and you know, my favorite scenes from the show, like you don't feel like there's a camera in the room. You know, you would never know that we're there. And and the players get comfortable, they get used to it, and all of a sudden it just kind of fades into the background, and you get to be in these conversations, and you're in these private moments with them. You know, and they're, they're like hanging out with their buddies night before a final round of a major. And you're just like, this is what pro golfers do. Like, it's it's really interesting. And for us, like, yeah, you know, when, when DJ and Brooks left and Ian left, like, you know, we just kept going because, you know, their story wasn't over. And our goal is mm-hmm. to tell their story of this last season, the 2022 season. And we just kept filming with them. And, you know, we call, I remember we talked to them. We're like, they're like, are you not coming anymore? And we're like, no, we'll be there tomorrow like you know like it's interesting what what's going on in your head right now like tell us about it you know and then they did and 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 we got to see and i think you know hopefully you'll you'll see all of that disruption from an entire you know from the player perspective i mean really you know it's it's like you you see what was going on in their heads and and all the everybody kind of has their own take on it too and i think you know at the very least like there's so much context because we spent so much time with these players that you know hopefully you'll see a full full kind of portrait of what was going on in their minds and whether you agree with them or not, you know, that the show doesn't really take a side. It's just like presents it as it happens. And what was that like from a, from a storyteller's point of view, trying to tell that like PGA versus live story to an, a potential audience who isn't like as engulfed in that battle as like some of us may be, you know, like we mm-hmm. lived on Twitter, we saw the feud every single day, but you know, there's going to be part of the audience who's watching this, you know, like I, we talked about on a few episodes, how like my father-in-law was like, why well, haven't seen, I haven't seen Phil play in a while. And I'm like, okay, yeah. so, um, <laughs> you know, what was it like as a storyteller trying to tell this feud in a way that made sense? Yeah. I think that, you know, we are always kind of just bringing try to bring things back to like the, the basic, simple stories right like what what are the motivations for the for the characters like it's it's no different if you're making a feature film or a show like this like ultimately you want viewers to relate to the characters you may not be rooting for them you know you may be rooting against them you may be rooting for them but you want to relate to them you want to understand their motivations you want to kind of understand what the stakes are for them and so for us it just kept coming back to that like what are the stakes here for you ian poulter you know what are the stakes for you brooks kepka like in your own words, like bring us into that, you know, and we weren't there to produce any scenes, you know, where it's, we're not making the Kardashians, like we're not teeing up like <laughs> conflict and, you know, pulling strings behind the scenes. Um, but we're just there to kind of observe. And, and we, you know, the good thing about, I guess, live is like, it, it is pretty simple to explain to viewers, like, and, you know, in, in a short amount of time in a little montage that there's this disruption in the in golf and we've got a lot of, you know, material that we use from news footage and things like that about you know this big disruption and what's happening and you go from like the wraparound like we do an explained a lot actually where it's like you know global disruption saudi league blah 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 jumping cnn msnbc you know fox news blah 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 and then you land in a player who just made that choice and now you're just in their living room and you're like they're looking at the new their new life from that moment going forward like what's that like you know and so you get to give it that context and and, and try to make it relatable to normal people, not just diehard golf fans. Um, and, and I think that the stakes are pretty clear. You know, it's like, is it money or is it legacy? Is it, is it time with your family or is it competitive, like, you know, living, like going to, you know, compete and, and for, you know, titles and, and be defining yourself like against, you know, a standard that Tiger Woods set. Like, 
what is it that you want out of this thing? You know, and, and that becomes like very clear the more time we spent with the players that, you know, they had really vastly different ideas of what was important to them and, and what they saw as like driving them. Definitely. Do you think that people will like change their opinions on some players maybe like after watching this? I, you know, that was never, our, that's never our goal. Without giving like, anything away. <laughs> yeah. Never, I, I think so. Yeah. I definitely think so. I think it, you know, if you have strong opinions about some of the people in our cast, I think you're going to have stronger opinions. And, and mm-hmm. I do think that, you know, I could, there's one player in particular that I think will, people will see in a totally different light based mm-hmm. on this, you know, based on the show. Um, and, but whether or not that makes you a fan of them, I don't know, but you know, and that, that player is Brooks Kepka. And I oh, think that okay. if you, you know, I think that Brooks is, is a, it, the, the Brooks story and, and what we were able to get with him and, and, and sort of how open he was with us at the very least, it just, it makes his narrative more complex. And like, when you get into the, you know, you get into the lives of any, any person, right. You could be you or me or a professional athlete or, you know, a multimillionaire, whatever, it doesn't matter. It's like th- things are never what they seem on the surface and getting to spend that much time with somebody, you just see a fuller picture of it. Now, like, mm-hmm. will it change your mind about what you think about Brooks Kepka? Like, that's never been our goal, and we're not doing PR for these guys, so it's not like we're sugarcoating any of it. But I think it at least gives you a different perspective on on what was going on, and and you know, sort of what they're what they're going through. Again, I'm not trying to make you empathize with him. It's, I'm not saying that he made the right choice and he's a hero by any stretch, but. I think you will get a different look than what you saw just from reading Twitter and, and just following it. And here I thought you were going to say Jordan Spieth playing cards against JT for a thousand dollars a hand or whatever they were doing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, holy that cow. Was, that too. That too. That was pretty cool. But you know, it's like that stuff is, uh, that stuff's just fun. Yeah. For sure, for sure. Well, and uh, you know, in reference to the GQ article that, of course, came out recently where that little snippet was part of it. You know, it's interesting because when we when we talk about or when we anticipate these uh, docuseries that are coming out, we always want to know, all right, are my beliefs going to be justified? And Nikki, your question is great because, all right, well, will my opinion change? Will it not? I guess a question for you, Chad, even being the unbiased filmmaker that you are, did your opinion change in any way? You've you've been a lifelong golf fan. Yeah. Well, I yeah, I think it definitely yeah, it did. It did. I think like, mm-hmm. first off, I, I just, even though I'd been around pro golf and I played with a lot of great players, I just, just how unbelievably good these guys are. is just every time you're out there, it's striking. Um, the, how much they work and how much they, you have to be obsessed and how much you have to love golf to do this for a living. You know, the grind of it is really, really real. And just like life on the road is tough. And, and like, just even the exhaustion for me and my team, like just chasing them around the world was exhausting. And, and like half of our crew, it's just, we were constantly like talking about how hard it was to be away from home for so long. And like the, the hours and the jet lag and like and getting into a routine on the road. And just imagine like, this is their life for a decade plus playing pro golf is just is mind boggling to me. You know, mm-hmm. the amount of like physicality that it, it takes, the toll it takes on your body, like how much they have to work out and, and eat right and the training and like, you know, people, you see that stuff in like, oh, here's so-and-so's fitness regimen, but like, they're serious about that stuff. And it's like, you know, there's a lot of shots in the gym actually in the series because, you know, like it's, it's just like such a, it's a meeting point. It's where everybody is together. Um, I think, you know, like I said, Brooks, Brooks's storyline of all of the players that we got to know, you know, really surprised me because of who he had sort of 
established as his brand or whatever the person that he had created for the media in his own mind just didn't match the person that we were filming with, you know, and it was like fascinating to see. And, you know, and then obviously like JT and Jordan are like, they're awesome. They're both so cool. I mean, I can't imagine a cooler group of people to hang out with than JT and Jordan Spieth, you know, they're, they're awesome. You know, Tony Finau, like just the, the will that he has to just keep fighting is just like crazy to see, you know, when you have all this drive, I have three kids, you know, he's got a lot more than me. And just to see what he's living through like every day to sort of balance that family responsibility and then, you know, being a competitor and that sort of will and drive that that takes. And, you know, I think a guy like Matt Fitzpatrick also, you know, I was, I was a casual Matt Fitzpatrick fan, but you know, now I'm like, I'm going to get a Matt Fitzpatrick tattoo, you know, after this season, because he's like, you know, he is, he is awesome. And just not who, again, another person who, you know, when we got sort of, he got brought up for the show, we were like, well, it's like, I don't know, that interesting, you know, it's like, He's like a nice guy, like, you know, good player, but you get into his head a little bit and you're like, what a genius, you know, like how funny is he? He's got an amazing sense of humor and, you know, and then obviously like a great champion this year at the US Open. And like that, I think is maybe my favorite episode, just not to give things away, but I mean, you know how it ends, obviously, but yeah, like, how he got there is, 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 uh, is, is so cool. And like, yeah, Fitzy is another one where I'm just like, man, I'm diehard, I'm riding for Fitz forever now. Nice. Well, no, speaking of that, is there, is there a particular player, like after watching the way a tournament ended, is there a particular player that you were like, man, I really wish, you know, like seeing how he finished that tournament or seeing how he came, came back. Like, I really wish we had more, more footage of that guy, you know? Yeah. yeah. Well, there's always like a, you know, a wish, the wish list, right. You know, we, we, we were, we were in a lot of those rooms for a lot of those big wins. Um, you know, I think, uh, I think, you know, it would have been interesting to see Cameron Smith's perspective, like from inside of Cameron Smith, you know, and we've worked all year to try to make that happen. And, you know, as soon as the, I think the lip stuff started to heat up and that, that, you know, they kind of went quiet on us, but you know, he, he had an amazing season and like that showdown with Rory and Cam Young at the end of the open championship was just like so thrilling to be there. And the energy shift when, you know, when he won, I mean, the whole town, you could feel it was like a, like a shimmer or a shake went through the whole town. Like everybody just, it was weird. It was a strange vibe because, you know, that entire country is like pulling for Rory. And, and just to be able to see, you know, what yeah, we were with him actually that night. We actually shot with him in the locker room, like drinking Aussie beers out of the Clara jug, you know. And, oh, nice. But it was, it was interesting because there was like an expectation of a, of a coronation for Rory McElroy. And then, you know, it's, it's like, not and and so just even in that room with his friends you're like you could see there was like everybody was like oh my god are we even supposed to be here like this this is crazy so um but yeah no it was uh yeah i think like that would be the one that i was like you know i wish we'd have had more uh access to him but um but you know we got we have everybody else so yeah yeah uh you know you mentioned earlier something about you know being on the phone with Augusta and talking to them and in, in the GQ article too, you mentioned um, that talking about how Augusta is getting more progressive. And I think it was, was it this year? Was it the year before? I think it was this year. They, they did the dude perfect. They got dude perfect out there playing on, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And Bryson playing on Amen corner, um, yeah. you know, and that, that ruffled a few feathers. Um, some people were like, this is sacred ground. You know, you can't do that. But you know, um, I think people would be surprised to to see the fact that you know you guys act you guys got access. Some people were surprised to see Dude Perfect got out there. 
Um, you know, is there more stuff like that that we're going to see that we would be surprised from from Augusta? Hmm. Um, well, I you know I or wish is that I knew a secret. <laughs> well, I, I mean, the secret to me, but you know, yeah. certainly for us, you know, working with Augusta was great. They they really understood what we were trying to do from the beginning, and they were they you know it didn't require like a hard sell to them. Like when the first conversation first came up about doing something like this, they you know, it was more just about like the details and how it would work. It was never like, should we do it or not? And I give them a lot mm-hmm. of credit for, you know, sort of understanding that like people are consuming sports and stories and their stories in different ways than ever before. And, and that this was like an important platform to, to, you know, tell the story of that tournament. And, you know, I think the big distinction with them was, you know, we sort of sat down with them early and we said, look, our, our goal is not to make a documentary about the masters. Like you could do that. You know, we're not here to tell the history of the tournament. We're obviously here to respect the traditions and the, and kind of like bring you inside the inside the rooms there in a real way. But, but we said, you know, our goal from the beginning was not to just show you a history of the masters, but to, to, to make you understand what it feels like to compete in the masters. Like it was always going to have a player perspective. And so when we showed up at Augusta and walked through those gates, it was like, it was from the eyes of Tony Finau or from the, through the eyes of Brooks Koepka or through the eyes of Colin Morikawa or these competitors. It was like, what's it like to go show up there at Augusta, Georgia in April and, and walk through those gates and, you know, compete in like this championship that like, you know, every golfer's dreamed about, you know, their entire life. And I think that really comes across, you know, and, and they were amazing partners. They really were supportive and, you know, it was the most terrifying week of my life just being there, <laughs> like, just like me, but they were awesome. So it was, uh, it was great. And, you know, obviously Scotty had an incredible finish. And, and the other thing that really stood out for me, um, one of my favorite sort of moments from the year was like walking around with Scotty's agent, um, and and one of the a, a member of the golf media on Saturday, I believe we were following him, and it, you know he was like on the end of the front nine or so, you know, and uh, I guess what they call it, the first nine. Uh, yeah. It's like the first nine and second nine at Augusta, yeah. So he's on the yeah. end of the first nine, and we're like, there's like 35 people following him, and he's leading. I think he was leading the tournament by a couple shots, and we're like, it's like <laughs> us and like there's like 10 other people walking, following Scotty Scheffler, and he's just dissecting this golf course and just playing brilliant golf and we're like looking around we're like where is everybody and you look down the hill we're on like the ninth hole on the tee box up there and you're kind of a high point of the course you kind of like get a visibility and there was like a sea of people down in aiming corner and roaring and you were just like oh that's tiger you know and just like the immediate impact that tiger woods had showing up at a tournament like that was really striking because we had shot a lot of pga tour events sort of leading up to that but that was the first one where he was playing and it was like the whole vibe changed immediately like the the hierarchy shifted and it was like tigers here you know and that was like you could feel it it was crazy and i'd been to you know i've been to a bunch of golf tournaments i've seen tiger play before at majors and stuff like that but it was because he hadn't played yet you know to get that through our camera lens and all of a sudden you just feel the the tiger effect was really was really cool nice very nice well once again listeners i I know a lot of people are going to be excited about that oh yeah for sure i know i am 100 percent and once again, yeah. listeners, we're talking to Chad Mum, uh, executive producer of the upcoming Full Swing a docu-series on Netflix, detailing all sorts of fun things regarding the PGA Tour, Live Tour, and all everything in between, it seems like. Uh, real quick for you, Chad, it seems like when the teaser trailer came out, a lot of people were just jaws dropped that you got Rory. Like, I, for some reason, I, I thought, I kind of expected Rory. Uh, what, what was your reaction to that? Well, that was... Uh... That was like uh, the crowning achievement of a year worth. <laughs> Here's where the work okay. on, on on Rory, but 
No, you know, he, um, Rory is, is uh, just as amazing a player as he is. And as a generational player, he is just that his equal as like a person, as a, as a, as just like a great guy and a thoughtful, smart, brilliant, you know, just human being. So getting him to, to agree to, you know, sort of come into the show at sort of the 11th hour was, was amazing. And, um, you know, I, there was, that story's told, you know, is told a little bit sort of the GQ piece, but, you know, he, we had talked to his team all season about him coming into the show and, and, you know, there was, there was sort of this feeling that like he had a lot going on in his life and was wanting to focus on his game and, and, you know, but that if like, he won a major, he would be in. And we were like, okay, well, we'll just wait around. And he got so close at every, you know, at every major, he was like in contention in the real way. So we were like, okay, maybe it's now, maybe it's now, maybe it's now. Um, but then at the end of the season, you know, uh, he, you know, after the open championship, um, you know, and, and him and Ti- Tiger sort of taking the mantle of the PGA tour and, and really like being advocates for the players and, and really pushing the game towards the future um, that, you know, it just, it became a moment where we, kind of said to him that like you know we may never get another chance to 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 say to you know to sort of have this kind of platform and to tell the story of this moment right now and it would be great to have you in it you know and and to his credit he was like yeah okay i'm in and then like from that second it was like the most access you know he was incredible he just opened himself up and and you know sort of brought us into his world and it was it was super cool so yeah that was fun it was fun to get to have a little a little surprise to uh to, to give away uh, in the teaser, nobody had known that he was in, and it was fun to be able to like you know have that big final coup de gras. It was awesome. It was absolutely awesome, and this was awesome too, sir. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule. And folks, by the way, those were not fighter jets that were going by; those were golf carts. He is on location at twenty five. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, you got anything else yep. for Chad before we let him go? Uh, no, I think, um, we, we did put out one question on our, um, Instagram stories when the trailer, um, dropped, we, we said, you know, what other sports, um, would you, would you want to see a potential, you know, Netflix documentary docuseries on, um, and, um, I'd love to just kind of get your reaction on, on some of these. Um, one person said professional bull riding, um, would be a potential interesting one, um, gymnastics i'm not sure if that meant more like olympic gymnastics collegiate gymnastics maybe both um surfing was one we've uh, exists curling. On, you can watch exists? that on apple tv yeah. by the way yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they're on something uh, yeah and curling curling, <laughs> well, curling. was another one yeah curling would yes. be great because if you could make that interesting and like i don't know anything about curling i think that would be amazing to see i have no i mean i can't even imagine the, the, the drama uh, in curling but no, I think if I had to pick one of those, I think gymnastics would be would be the one I would pick just because, you know, the golf is it's been really cool. To, golf is such an individual sport. So, you know, we've mm-hmm. we've now sort of been embedded in this world. And so we really like I think we've done a really good job at sort of telling these individual stories and and, and building a universe around these cast of characters that are, you know, on this in this traveling circus. And I would imagine gymnastics might have similar stakes and and just you know and they're flying through the air which is also always really cool so yeah i, I would well, hope for gymnastics maybe that'll be well, as project. a former yeah as a former competitive gymnast myself i would definitely appreciate that <laughs> <laughs> awesome <laughs> excellent well chad thanks so much for taking some time out of your busy schedule you've we got a ton of fans anticipating this we're going to be watching it and you know what i just appreciate that you're a golf twitter sicko like us <laughs> we'll see it. how it awesome. all goes <laughs> 
Perfect. So we'll much, see you sir. out there. All righty. Thanks, y'all.